Dear leaders, the Leaders Lounge brought to you by the World Class Training Institute is here for you. Leaders need support too, and this is where you'll find it. This podcast will give you the tools, tips, and strategies to help you lead your teams to success. Also, here you will find a soft place to land when your leadership journey feels overwhelming. We will help you to know that you are not alone in handling some of the challenges that you face. Finally, be sure to access worldclasstraining.net. That's worldclasstraining.net to view all of our leadership programs and make sure that you access our newest book, Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. Now, here's the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Leaders Lounge, uh, where we take time to help you as leaders to just take a break and learn things that are necessary for you to be your best personal and professional selves. Uh, Every week we talk about something different that leaders can use as they are, of course, leading themselves and leading others. And for this month, we are going to have a leading ladies series. I have met some incredible women along my journey and I wanted to take this month to celebrate them and their accomplishments and all of the great work that they are doing because um, it's not easy out here being in, in corporate America, being in a business world. And, um, and, and I'm sure that some of their stories will help not only inspire you, but provide you with some tools and some guidelines as you are leading yourself. So today I have an amazing lady who I met about a month ago now. We were together at a conference at actually an HBCU career fair, and we shared the stage, and her story just gave me chills. So I'm going to bring her on, and we're going to spend today talking to her and learning about her. Uh, I'm going to share a little bit of her bio, and then I'll bring her on. Just so you know, too, the World Class Training Institute um, is here to help leaders grow and be their best selves through the delivery of leadership and professional development uh, workshops. So um, I will scroll before she even comes on here, our information at the bottom of the screen. So you can always access us at worldclasstraining.net for any of our leadership and professional development needs. So that's my little promo. Now for our guest, a native of Newark, New Jersey, Maria Ridley was a member of the aristocrat of bands as an alto saxophonist and graduated with her BBA degree in accounting from, for those people who don't know about the aristocrat of bands, that's Tennessee State University. They're they're good college, but you know. (laughs) We'll talk about that a little bit when she comes on. She received her Master of Science degree from DeVry University Keller Graduate School of Management in July 2020. Currently, Maria is employed as a full-time accounting supervisor and part-time independent sales consultant with paparazzi jewelry and accessories. Maria also serves on three nonprofit organizations as accountant for women who rock Nashville, treasurer of creative arts of Tennessee, and the Nashville Music City chapter of Gospel Music Workshop of America. She is busy. She's also served as a mentor for Tennessee Achieves for four years and on the MMPS That's Metro Nashville Public Schools Parent Advisory Committee for three years. She is a mother of two adults, ages 24 and 20, and and still makes time for her passions of music, arts, entertainment, and ministry. 
She also enjoys serving in TV production as a talent escort for the Dove Awards, Stellar Gospel Music Awards, and Black Music Honors Annual Events. Uh, she has done so much. I could read on and on, but let me just let you know, she is an actress, she's an accountant, she's an entrepreneur, and she is our guest today. I'm so happy to have her. Miss Maria Ridley, how are you? Hey, good evening. I'm doing wonderful, Dawn. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I was sharing with the audience, Maria, just a little of your background. And um, what I didn't tell them was when I met you and I heard your story, even though I said it gave me chills, I didn't tell them what your story was. And so like I shared with you, what really caused me to bring you to the table was because you are somebody who has done it no matter what. You have overcome when obstacles have come in your way. And I just recently saw uh, a message about somebody had written a quote that Tina Turner, uh, who recently passed, has shared. And, and she just was saying, you know, no matter what, when she got hit, she had to turn the other cheek and she had to keep going. And in life, we have to just keep going. We have to see whatever faces us and find a way to either get through or get over it so that we can get to the other side. And so when I heard you talk about your story of how when you were in college, you had some challenges and you worked through those, I said, I have to talk to her and bring her on the show so she can inspire others. So um, again, thank you for having me and taking the time. Well, ha having the time and taking the time to be here to talk about this. Thank you. Yes. So share with us, uh, Maria, a little bit of your background, how you were able to, when you were in school, and I'm talking about from a mental standpoint, because we know tactically you just say, you know, hey, I got to take the next class. I got to get to the next. But share a little bit about when you were in school, what the challenge was. I haven't told the audience. I think that's the space that you should own. Um, and then how you were able to have the mental fortitude to finish school and get your BBA. And then not only that, but go on and continue schooling um, and get your master's in accounting. Oh, certainly. So um, I began um, coming to Nashville about 27 years ago now. And so when I was a freshman, I had the opportunity to participate um, in the marching band at TSU. And so it wasn't until my sophomore year where I went back home to my, to my home state of New Jersey and um, engaged in sexual intercourse, came back and found out that I was pregnant. So in that moment, um, you know, I really didn't have um, a um, network or supporting system here because I was the only one in my um, immediate family to have left um, my hometown and came here. So um, wow. I left and left everything. I just, I guess my determination, even as a young person, as a teenager um, in high school was to always um, overcome the odds. And I was an overachiever in high school. I won several awards in high school, most likely to succeed, most athletic. I won those awards. Um, and so it really gave me a, such a strong ambition and a determination to become something in life. Sure. So when I found out that I was pregnant, um, I had a decision to make. I realized that life was no longer about me because when I yes. got here, life was about me. 
I was focused right. on what I wanted to do. I, want, I wanted to focus on what I wanted to achieve, what I wanted to become. And initially I was in school to become a political science scientist. Okay. So I was actually going to go into criminal justice, possibly become an attorney and then a judge. But things changed. Mentally, I thought about it and said, you know, can I see myself doing this for the rest of my life? And okay. so I asked someone in school about accounting and they said accounting is hard. And I changed my major my sophomore year. And I was an, I've been in accounting since then. I had to actually stay an additional year to complete the classes and the prerequisites that's required for the degree program. But it was the best decision that I had made. And so being a pregnant um, college student, I had to move off campus, of course. And so I had to find a roommate, was able to find a roommate from a church that I actually became a member of. And okay. at that point, I worked a job at Walmart until I was about seven, eight months pregnant. And then I actually decided to leave and quit because if my baby was coming. I found out I was having a baby girl. So I was so excited. Um, I spoiled her rotten. And so <laughs> life changed for me. But I will yes. say I earned my highest GPA being pregnant with her. And Isn't it was amazing. an amazing, amazing time just to really um, accept the fact that, hey, I'm gonna become a mom. Things are changing for me. It's no longer about me. I have to think about my child now. Right. And being that her father was in New Jersey, um, there was like no question about whether if I would go back to New Jersey, I stayed and I made a decision to stay in Nashville because I knew that this was God's purpose for my life. So okay. growing up, um, you just really having the opportunity to just see how motherhood unfolded. It didn't come with a rule book. So you had to learn a lot. I learned a lot. I trusted God. I asked God for wisdom every day. Um, yes. and then I, I actually, um, had, um, an, another, um, I wouldn't call it a challenge, but I became pregnant again. Um, probably when my daughter was about 15 months old and okay. I became pregnant. Um, a second time. And then I actually I walked across the stage to accept my degree, um, my BBA degree, um, pregnant. I was about eight months pregnant with my son. And wow. so I realized that um, even in that moment, nothing was going to stop me from pursuing my degree. I had promised my mom that I would finish school because we talked and um, she would always encourage me to just finish school. And I promised her. And I'm so grateful. I feel that um, those particular life um, life changes um, really helped me to become the mother that I am today. I have no regrets. Um, I love my son and my daughter um, to the moon and back. They are my heart. They are the reason why I grind. They are the reason why I go out and get it. When I say I go out and get it, I'm, I'm on it. And, and it's by any means necessary because I believe that Life is, is full of opportunities. Life is all about what you invest in and, and, and right. getting the return on the investment. And so I've learned even in that, that as long as you continue to put God first and trust God, even as a parent, um, even as a young adult parent, um, God will guide you. God yes. will help you and God will see you through. It has been um, an extreme challenge raising two right. children on my own. It was very challenging. So I don't want to sugarcoat the journey at all. Um, it was very much worth it, but it was very challenging. I was um, um, a product of low income housing, but it was a blessing for a season. Yes. I was a recipient 
of food stamps, yeah. AFPC. I was a recipient of the um, after school vouchers that they would give for your childcare. I was recipient of any resource that the state of Tennessee offered here in Nashville. And because I was a single parent, you know, we were given that opportunity. Um, it wasn't until I made a conscious decision um, to say, I want something greater and something more. And that's what caused me to pursue a master's degree. It took me five years to get the master's because I okay. was working. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, before, we, before we do that, because you said a lot, and I want to, uh, <laughs> I want to okay. some some of this because um, as you were talking, there were a couple of decision point moments that I want to dig into a little bit, right? So, okay. um, when we speak about the mental fortitude, and you said first of all, you said um, you found out that accounting was the hardest, and so you became an accounting major. Talk to us about why. Why did you pick the hardest? Why didn't you say, you know what? Because I'm going to tell you, I was so I was a finance major, and um, until I ran into intermediate accounting, and I was like, uh, <laughs> we're not doing this. We're not, we're not. <laughs> so why, why did you say I'm going to do the hardest thing? You know, honestly. As I look back, um, retrospect at everything, and it's, it's so ironic, but I know that it's by God's divine plan, that being analytical, I'm very analytical, and I love puzzles. I love putting puzzles and pieces and things together. And so because, of, because my brain is wired that way, accounting to me seemed like a puzzle. And okay. there were so many different components of the actual field itself and the industry that you don't necessarily have to just flow in one respect whereas the the politics area the being an attorney this is this is kind of you know you pretty much know exactly what to expect but the county can go into auditing you yes. can do consulting you can do bookkeeping you can do um accounting management all of that um so for me i wanted to have an opportunity to um show myself that i could um I that I was I'm always up for a challenge. I'll just say that. Uh, okay. Anything that appears to be challenging to the average person is not as challenging to me. I always push myself. I think that's the self-drive that I have and the right. determination that I have. A lot of people okay. have said to me over the years that they admire me for my determination, my resilience. So that okay. has really been the reason why I just decided to change the major um, my sophomore year because of okay. the because of, because of the challenge itself. It spoke to it was the challenge, and it also kind of spoke to your gifting, is what I'm hearing. Because you're saying, look, you know what, you liked analytical things anyway, and that kind of unleashed that part of who you are too. Exactly. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Good. And, and I so found out later. I found out later about the whole aspect when you do like personality assessments and when you do um get spiritual gift assessments you you know things starts to unfold for you and they're like right. oh that makes sense this is why and so right. i would always wonder like well why am i wired this way why do i just gravitate to certain tv shows why do i gravitate to certain ways of doing things and and um having a certain methodology and leadership it's just it's just kind of how god wired us and i really yes. believe that um, there's a divine purpose by God for every person on the planet. And it's up to us to tap into it and to find it. And we won't have rest until we're in God's divine alignment for our life. And so 
I'm grateful that he's using um, the, he's allowing me to use the degree and I'm able to branch out and um, actually expand um, as well. Yes, yes, that's fantastic. Uh, And so the other piece is, other thing that I heard you say was, so you're in school, you're majoring, you find out that you have a, a child on the way, you have a daughter. And a lot of times, I won't say a lot of times, but there are occasions when people say they can't do it after one. But you had one, you keep going, and now just before graduating, you find out you have another one on the way. Talk to us about, if you can, think back to those moments when you're like, I'm almost at the end, and now here I am, I'm about to have another baby. What is it that helped you to say, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm walking across that stage, and it doesn't matter what people say, it doesn't matter what's going on, I got to finish. What, what drove you to get to the finish line? I believe what really drove me um, was just my commitment to my mom. Um, okay. The fact of what kept coming back and forth to my brain and what kept resonating with me and in my spirit is that I told my mother I would finish school. Mm-hmm. And that was my motivation to get mm-hmm. up every day and to continue to do it because I knew that I didn't want to disappoint her. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to disappoint myself. And I knew that if I did not achieve the goal of graduating, you know, I knew that my future wasn't going to be what I wanted it to be. I think ultimately um, it comes down to a point where you have to just literally make a decision because not making a decision is making one. And so when you ultimately make a decision, You have to stick to it. And it is difficult. I tell you, the process was worth it, but it was a challenging process. It was um, one that I value and appreciate today for just the woman that I am, for the the employee that I am, for the entrepreneur that I am, the accountant that I am, the minister that I am. I appreciate every aspect of my life experience because it allowed me to really be able to... um, approach things in such a way where I'm like, God, I know you're going to give me the strength and the ability to um, complete it and finish it Mm -hmm. and do it. And so it's just given me such a greater level of dependency on God, just knowing that he allowed me to complete it and finish. And it just continued to give me more fuel and more ambition and and just more drive and self-determination to keep going because I realized my life didn't belong to me being a mother was no longer about me. It was no longer about my um, desires. It was no longer about my ambitions, no longer about what I wanted to do. But the fact right. that I was a mom and the fact that I had to choose every decision that I made impacted my children yes. one way or the other. And so yes. I just literally transformed, so to speak, in my mind. Um, my mind became so focused on being a, a better mother um, then, or being a mother that I really didn't get a chance to see. There was, there were personal struggles that my mom had experienced when she was a young person. And so mm-hmm. there was a lot of things that I saw that she struggled with. Um, and so I said, father, just help me to be a mom that, you know, I can definitely say that I don't want to, um, disappoint God. And so that, that was the thing. I just didn't want to disappoint God. And, um, my mother was wonderful. I love her. Um, she's resting. Um, 
in heaven. She's been gone since 2014. And, and I'm just grateful for her life. There were so many different things and obstacles that our parents had to experience back yes. when they were growing up. And it just gave me a greater appreciation of the opportunity and the privilege that we have to really live this life now and really make an impact in the lives of our children because they need us. They really do. They really need the guidance. They need the nurture. They need the love. They need all of that. They do. They, they do. Um, and this is kind of a shameless plug, but what I heard you say um, was it was, it was the poster child, so to speak for, Servant leadership is the poster child. And, and the reason I said a shameless book because my book is Unpacking Agape and it talks about servant leadership and it also talks about storage, which is the love okay. that we have for children, for our children. It's that that love that no. And I just had something with my son the other day where he had to he's trying to go to Cincinnati to a funeral and the way he was doing it just was not the right way. And I'm like, you know, let me help you. But he's grown. And of course, he didn't want to. But in that moment, um, he didn't want to do it the way I said, but ultimately he did. Uh, but after we walked through that whole situation, I, I sat back and I said, you know, it's interesting because no matter how crazy he was driving me, I'm like, this is my son. And so I'm going to help him however I can. And that's what I hear right. you say. Like, you know, you recognize that you had to surrender to yourself so that you could give all that you needed to to your children. And yes. um, and even the service to your mother, you're like, you know what? I want I, I promised my mom that I'm going to do this. And no matter what, I'm going to make sure that I fulfill that promise. So yes. and I think you doing both of those acts, like the care for your children and the care for your mom by way of ensuring that you fulfill her promise is also part of the 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 reason that you've been blessed so abundantly. Because we are called to get out of our way so that we can be blessings to others. And the more that we bless others, it returns to us, as they say, tenfold, pressed down, shaken together. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. And so even moving forward, looking at kind of your career. So you, you went into accounting, you're in accounting now. Um, and you are not only used your accounting for your career, but also in the nonprofit sector. Um, talk yeah. about how after you you got out of college and you were working, how have you been able to use that kind of no matter what philosophy as you've um, navigated the terrains of volunteerism, careerism, entrepreneurship? How have you been able to um, successfully do that? Um, I just thank God. I really owe everything to God, all of the accomplishments that I've been able to attain thus far. Um, my first job out of college was as a business office manager for a nonprofit, um, for um, a position practice management company, not nonprofit. Okay. They were a position practice management company. The people that we served were um, clients that had developmental disabilities or mental retardation. So um, one of the things that I was responsible for doing was running the business office. So any of the clients that came in, um, any transactions that needed to be made, whether it was paying bills for the company, um, whether if it was processing payroll for the employees, whether it was making copies, answering the phone, greeting clients. I mean, they okay. sent me to Atlanta to train. Um, that was my first time traveling for work. And so, I, I mean, I just felt like I was so 
I mean, I, I just felt so prestigious. Um, graduate, like graduating at 19, you, you go into this position and they send you out to train and then they give you the tools that you need to come back to Nashville and say, okay, let's run the business office. And so that's basically how my career started. And wow. um, it didn't last long there. Unfortunately, there were some issues um, with, with um, some auditors that came in. And so I had to make a decision to um, remain integral to um, my profession and just to myself. And so okay. as I continue to my journey um, in my career, I worked for both the private and public sectors. So I worked for both the state of Tennessee. Um, I worked for the city. I worked for um, the Metro, met one of the Metro government offices, um, Metro Public Works. I worked there for a few years. Wow. Um, okay. I worked for a company um, called General Council on Finance and Administration of the United Methodist Church. I was there for almost five years. Okay. And so for the most part, my position evolved uh, while I was in that role. So I started to gain more responsibilities and more, um, you know, chances to really expand my knowledge base there. And it, I kind of hit the glass ceiling. I kind of hit the ceiling a little bit when um, I was trying to get some training um, for a component of my job that I was expected to be an expert in. And I just I did not get the training that I wanted. So I accepted another opportunity. And so as time went on. Um, I purpose to really just um, allow, you know, success to be my goal, um, to allow, the, you know, just opportunities to really grow and expand my knowledge in all okay. types of businesses. Okay. And so that's why accounting is, is just such a great field to um, learn because you're not limited. And so right. having to take having the limits taken off. Um, and going either in nonprofit, going into for profit, going into right. the city government, going into state government, you can do anything. Right. And yes. so it, it just was um, a wonderful opportunity for me to learn, grow, mature, develop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, it was just it was just I mean, it, it's just been very rewarding. I will just say that. Well, that's fantastic. And again, what I hear from you is that. Because some people might think, well, I'm, I'm an accountant. I can only be in corporate or I can only be in the legal field or I can only do taxes. But you, again, um, by having, I think, that terrain of surrender or that, that thought process of surrender, you have allowed, and this is my year of the word, the, the year, my, my word of the year, <laughs> flow. You have stayed in flow. You haven't said, I have to be in a box and this is because I have this degree, I have to do this. You're like, as they say, if you can use anything, Lord, and this is not church, but I keep going to church. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Me, right? If you can use yeah. anything, you can use me. So take my hands, take my feet. So that's what you have done. And, and as a result, again, it's like a flower. You've just been able to blossom and go in a number of different areas, which is beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, yes, it is. And it yes. was life is just full of possibilities. And yes. I looked at it as, OK, so what can I achieve today? Um, and knowing the journey of how long it took me to get my master's degree, it was worth it. Um, okay. I'm so grateful because it actually gave me an opportunity to 
market myself even better, um, okay. allow myself to um, really go after and pursue the positions that I knew that I was qualified for. Because when okay. you understand your value and your worth and you mm -hmm. understand what you can bring to the table of any organization, you will yeah. operate and you will walk in that um, anointing that God has given you and God has placed on your life. You will walk in that confidence. I call it confidence. People might that. call it self-confidence um, yes. because I want to keep God at the forefront. So you walk in that confidence knowing um, that whatever opportunity you have to interview, and I've been on so many interviews, I can't even count, uh -huh. at least about 100 um, throughout okay. my entire career. So, yes. But I've learned to, to even um, develop myself in the interviews to master the art of it, to mm -hmm. allow the interviews to become a conversation. And so yes. when you allow it to do that, you have the you have a greater possibility of being offered the position and people right. don't realize it um, when you can market yourself well on paper and speak and articulate um, yes. the, the, what, the answers to the questions that they give. Oh, my goodness, you're the best candidate. So I had it to learn it. Didn't, yes. It didn't come overnight. I had to right. learn trial and error. And so there was some no's. I got plenty of no's. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's the, that's a part of this thing called life. You know, the longer yeah. I've been in business, the more it, the more the no's don't even. Not that I don't think about them for a minute, but I don't think about them nearly as long as I used to because yeah. as we're building and we're growing and we're learning, we understand that that no's are part of the 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 tapestry that is life, right? So you're yeah. gonna hear some no's, but just know that the yes is on the way. Is the a yes is on. <laughs> If it is. Keep, and you keep growing. A yes is on the way. Yes. So. Is on, and that's what I had internally. That was my mindset. It's like, I don't care about this. No, I'm going to try this job. When I tell you when I was searched for a position, it was like it was like a job finding a job. I'm like, every yes. day I'm on Indeed. And I think yes. back then we had Career Builder um, okay. because I want to make sure that I give some context to the history of my career. So we had Career Builder and I'm constantly sending my resume out. I'm at the Career Center and Metro Center sending off my resume by at least 15 a week, 15 contacts. I would contact 15 companies a week and get and then I would be fortunate enough to get an interview. And I would always pray. I would pray before I go into the interview because I would always acknowledge God for allowing me the opportunity to even be chosen. I've been told that my resume was in the top 10 in the city. And to, wow. to hear that from an employer, it mm -hmm. touched my heart. But I mm -hmm. know that I owe that to God because it is only God that allowed me to be able to be in the room. The Bible yes. says that your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. And That's so right. I'm a recipient of God's gift in me, bringing me before great men and women throughout my career. And it's just getting started, really. Um, but where I am now, I'm in a private sector company and I've had an opportunity to get promote, promoted promoted um, last year. And so I'm so thankful for that um, because nice. we're, we're working together to develop our um, team members and uh -huh. our coworkers to allow them to give feedback on what they want to do now. And so part okay. of what I am looking forward to doing is the coaching and the mentoring capacity of leadership to okay. duplicate myself as someone else. And so yes. I definitely believe in the importance of that. And I owe yes. that to reading books. And then I know the state government, they actually have a great training program for their employees, for managers and supervisors. 
I went through um, a leadership academy um, with, through the state of Tennessee, and it was one of the most rewarding experiences. I learned so much about me as a coworker, as a team member, and I learned yes. about me as a leader. And part of being able to learn about you is so that you can be effective you know, as a team member, but you also need to be effective as a supervisor and as a manager because you can't take me anywhere that you haven't gone and you have to lead by example. And so I had adopted some core values that I live by and it's accountability, um, it is integrity and professionalism. I tell any prospective employer, that is my three core values that I live by because um, that is the only way for me that I'm able to really um, live out um, this wonderful gift that God has given me called life and just living it to the fullest um, for yes. God's glory. So I'm so thankful. Yeah. That's a blessing. That's a real blessing. Um, and and um, I'm glad you mentioned the Leadership Academy because <laughs> that's what we do at the World Class Training Institute. So it's good that okay. to hear though from you um, that the class was so impactful that it's carried along with you throughout your career journey and also has instilled in you kind of, as you said, three core values that you, you use as you're leading yourself and leading others. So yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's just a plug. She didn't even know for leadership training. Uh, that's right. And I still, I still go to leadership training. Actually, I love to learn because I'm yes. a forever student. And so yeah. I think that it, as you continue to remain humble and as you can continue to remain teachable, because yes. I, I feel that all of all great leaders are followers. All leaders need to have a leader. And so if you don't have a leader and you're not accountable to someone, you can't lead yep. me anywhere because who's leading you? That's right. exactly. So That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yep. And so I'm grateful to have, you know, put that plug in and I'll find out yeah. more information about your leadership institute. That'd be great. because. I, I don't think we can ever exhaust learning about leadership and just learning to be um, our better self so that we can be a better team member, a better nope. coworker, a better manager, right. a better mom, a better father, a better pastor, a better leader, yes. and a better just human, <laughs> human yes. being. Yes. You know, yes. I, just, I really believe that there's a there's there are moments and seasons and times where God will allow us an opportunity to grow and develop in certain areas and he'll touch our heart and he'll he'll nudge us and say hey I think you need to develop some more in here that's so right. let me open exactly. this open this door for you so yeah I counted I counted a blessing to uh, to to always be able to be poured into I love that's it because right. it allows me to pour out because when we're poured into, you know, we get full and then we have to release what God gives us on others. And then it's, it's like, a it's, 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 it's reciprocated over and over. It's perpetual. Once you're poured in perpetually, you're yep. able to continue to pour out. You and it just, that's so true. Mm -hmm. That's so very true. Yeah. Um, and I, we could probably talk forever. I got to wrap up, but I want to make sure that um, I tap into this. So you're also an actress. And I saw you said that you have a performance coming up in June 2023 as the yes. lead role, Anita, in The Last Chance, Texaco. Um, yes. And so where is that going to be? That's going to be at the Luby Theater in Metro Center. And so, okay. um, yeah. And so we have a flyer up on our social media pages. Feel free to visit Dream 7 Productions. To get I the details know. about that, um, yeah. it's an amazing story. 
Um, and the gentleman that passed away, he actually was beginning to write it. Um, but now um, the directors and assistant director, they kind of finished what he started. And so okay. to really be able to see it all unfold would be great. But it's a story of, you know, love. Um, it's a story of redemption. It's a, it's a story that our communities could really um, relate to. Okay. And um, it's a real time story as it relates. It's a real time depiction of what we deal with in our communities, drugs, um, addiction, um, you know, taking care of family members that are senior age, um, so many different um, components to this production. And so I really know, I believe it's going to touch um, the hearts of everyone. And also, I just had an opportunity to um, have a premiere for Black America. And that okay. film um, actually is going to be um, entered into the Memphis Film oh, Festival. Right. June, okay. 19, June 19th through the 23rd. And then it's also been it's um, entered into dancing with films in Hollywood, California from June 23rd to July 2nd. So wow. it's going to Hollywood and it's going to Memphis. So if you're that in either one of those areas, feel free oh. to watch it. The character oh I play is Angie. Angie um, is an alcoholic and a um, drug addict. And so okay. I definitely look different. But I'm grateful for the opportunity to have wow. portrayed her and yes. um, do what I need to do. But God is so good. God is amazing. God is amazing. And I'm, so, yeah. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna look up that the last chance Texaco. Make sure you mm -hmm. send that to me because I, I may do. That's a play, right? It's a. It's it a, is. Yeah. It's a stage play. Yes, what, a stage what play in Nashville. Hmm? What, what date does it release? What's the release? Date? Well, the stage play. Uh, we're gonna actually do it on next week. Um. Not next week, June 16th. It's like Father's Day weekend. It's going to be like our opening night. And then we're okay. going to do it through the end of June. July 1st will be our last performance. But it'll be okay. Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. And so okay. um, I'll send you the information and the flyer and everything. That's and we will have early bird tickets for purchase um, for okay. $10. And then I otherwise, people that purchase tickets later after the early bird will be 15 Okay, that sounds fantastic. Y'all heard that too. Who's listening? Whoever's out there listening. Um, because yeah, I, and I love a good play, so um, I will yeah. definitely support that. Yes. Thank well, you. thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. Um, thank you for having me. You're you are very welcome. You're very welcome. I'm glad that our our paths crossed, so we were able to uh, connect. Uh, whenever yeah. uh, that month, but uh, that that. Wonderful Saturday when we all—it <laughs> it was a blessing to be able to it's be in the room. Really it was and your story was a blessing as well. And thank you so much for um having me today. Thank you for just for your heart, um your passion, just to allow women and men that are leading in their communities and in their workplaces to just inspire others. You are definitely an inspiration, and oh, I'm so grateful so that we met. I am as well. Thank you so much. You gave me chills. Very, very sweet. <laughs> well, everybody, um, please make sure again to check out uh, the Last Chance Texaco uh, stage play uh, that is here, going to be here in Nashville in June. And uh, leading Lady Maria, really, I wish you all of the best that this thing called life has to offer. Thank you. I received that. And I wish you greater blessings, bountiful blessings upon you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next time right here on The Leaders.
lounge and make sure to go to worldclasstraining.net for all of your um leading and uh, leadership and professional development needs as well as fitness training and you know we got a fitness class coming up i'm sure you've seen me all over facebook you should come <laughs> i got yeah, a damn fitness class coming up so I, <laughs> I know right <laughs> all right guys take care and until next time make sure that you remember that when you are better we are better Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Leader's Lounge. Remember that the World Class Training Institute exists to help your organization maximize its greatest resource, which is human capital. And the way that we do that is through the delivery of our leadership and professional development training programs. To help your organization be its best, please access our worldclasstraining.net website and schedule time to have a conversation to see how we can help you maximize your greatest asset, which is human capital. And also please feel free to pick up our book, which is Unpacking Agape, the seven languages of intentional leadership at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. That's worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. And we can also come to your organization for any speaking engagements related to leadership and professional development. So until next time, remember when you're better, We're better. Take care.